You are listening to the She Runs the Show podcast with Cassandra Vaughn, episode 158, The Solo Series. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of She Runs the Show. Cassandra Von Worsley here with you, episode 158. Okay. <laughs> uh, I just totally lost my thought in that moment. Isn't it beautiful when you just have a moment where you're like trying to get to something, but then you have a lapse of thought? And so, yeah, I don't know what I was going to say. It was probably going to be a drop the mic moment, but now it's gone. So it must not be that relevant. All right. (laughs) Welcome to 158. I am feeling silly today. So we are talking about the one thing that gets me everything in today's episode. And yet again, this is an off the cuff episode. I have been racking my brain for probably this whole quarter so far thinking about certain business decisions that I want to make moving forward, especially as we wrap up this year and get into a brand new year. And I've been having this constant, you know, inner conversation with my inner badass and really asking the question, what's what's the secret sauce to my business, right? I think every entrepreneur at some point or consistently asks the question, what's the secret sauce to my business? So when I say secret sauce, I'm not talking about the shortcuts or the I want to make six figures in six weeks kind of nonsense. No, what I'm talking about is what is the 80-20, the Pareto principle? What is the what is the 20% of stuff that I do in my business that produces 80% of my results? And so I've been thinking a lot about what is my one thing? Gary Keller talks about in his book, The One Thing. And I've also been thinking a lot about where do I need to focus my attention? Where do I need to really hone in and uh, laser in on a very small number of things? Obviously, as you can tell, if you if you follow me on Instagram, I'm at the Cassandra Vaughn on Instagram, or if you have liked my Facebook business page, facebook.com forward slash Cassandra Vaughn MBA, uh, you, you know that I am a, I love to produce content. I love to produce written content, Instagram, uh, Insta- IGTV. I am in love with IGTV. I love IGTV. Um, so, and, and, and it's so shareable across YouTube and Facebook and everything else. I love to produce content. So obviously I know that in my top three of things that I do in my business, producing valuable content like this podcast, like my videos, uh, like the Instagram posts are, are paramount and important. But the question that I've really been thinking about is what is my secret sauce? Every entrepreneur has a secret sauce. They have certain elements that when they align them, it makes things, it, it opens doors, it opens opportunities, it just makes things happen. And every entrepreneur, it's a little bit different. It's not all the same. And so in today's episode, I want to talk about the one thing that gets me everything, because it's super simple. When I finally, after racking my brain, probably for a week or two, came to this aha moment, it really wasn't an aha moment after all. It really was, all I had to do is look over my entire life and sort of put a few pieces of the puzzle together and, and it's the same answer at every single major shifting point in my life. So I want to talk about it because I'm thinking that your your one thing that gets you everything, whether it's for a life goal that you have or for a business goal that you have, it is so simple. If you just looked over your life a little bit, you will find what your one thing is. So I'm going to share with you in today's episode, my one thing that gets me everything. So I was having this moment where I kept saying to myself, 
what's missing? What's missing? Right? What's, what's missing? What do I need to, where, where am I missing? Um, you know, oftentimes in business, we think a piece of software will solve what's missing. Oftentimes we think a new Facebook ad will solve what's missing. Oftentimes we go to a new course that we take or a new coach that we hire or a new website redesign. I mean, oftentimes as entrepreneurs, we go to the, uh, the external shifting kind of things because we think, well, if I get a different color scheme, if I get a different web design, if I get, uh, you know, if I, if I brand myself differently, we think all of these other things that are outside of us, that that's what's going to cause the major shift in our business and the way that we want it to go. And I'm here to tell you that that's none of that works. If you haven't done this, if you haven't gotten to the inside of you, what is the one thing that gets you everything? So I'm going to share with you, what is my one thing that gets me everything? And it's funny because I've done so many opt-ins about this one thing. It's crazy. For example, I've got a freebie that's called Seven Simple Ways to Be More Consistent. And all you have to do is go to CassandraVaughn.com. You can sign up for that and you will get that resource guide that will give you exactly what I just said. Seven Simple Ways. If you are dealing with shiny object syndrome, if you are not being as consistent as you want to be, if you want to get super consistent, you will get seven simple ways on one sheet to be more consistent at CassandraVaughn.com. But the one thing that as I look over my life, whether it was graduating from high school at 16 or graduating from college at 20 and also being a young mother and a wife, or it was getting my MBA by 22 and being a professor at 22, at all of the major junctures of my life where I have done some massive things, starting this podcast, writing eBooks, publishing eBooks, whatever it was, as I really looked over my entire life, going through secondary infertility and finally getting pregnant after four years with, with my second child, as I thought about these things and I thought about what is the one thing that, that gets me everything, right? Because at my business level right now, I want to go to an astronomical level and it's going to require both a leap of faith, but also an up leveling, a leveling up of who I am right now. And so as I thought about it, I'm like, well, what is it that's going to take me to that astronomical level in five years? What's going to do that? And so I had to look over the last 40 some odd years of my life. And I had to say, well, what is the one thing that has always gotten me everything? And you know what the one thing that has always gotten me everything is? Consistency. <laughs> I had to laugh at myself. I still laugh at myself when I think about it. It is so simple. And I don't know why I racked my brain for a couple weeks. And again, like I said, your one thing may be something totally different. So you want to do the inner work of figuring, of looking over your life and looking especially at those. There are, there are crossroads. We all have different crossroad points in our lives, but you want to look at those crossroad points where you, you, you leaped literally. You went from one stage of life and you leaped into another. So the moment that I decided as a sophomore in high school that I wanted to graduate as a junior, maybe, yeah, I think I was an early sophomore at that point. There was a leap that had to happen to get me to that point where I graduated as a junior. There was a leap when I applied to Vassar and then I got in and went to Vassar. There was a leap when I graduated with a BA in sociology and had no clue what the heck I was going to be able to do to make a living with a BA in sociology and then did my MBA at Auburn. There was a leap when I became a professor at Tuskegee University. So there were all of these different juncture points. There was a leap when I was going through infertility. 
And I had gone through secondary infertility for, at that point, three years. And I was just so tired of being depressed and sad and uh, feeling hopeless about it that I, I, there was a leap that happened when I consciously decided to k- take control of my life and my health. And I became a personal trainer and I dropped 70 pounds and I was the fittest I've ever been. And there were leaps. And so we all have these, these crossroad moments where we make a leap. And so in thinking about those moments, when you go back to each of those moments, what you're going to find and what I found in doing the same thing for myself is that if I pay attention to the patterns of those moments, the patterns of those moments where I went from feeling stuck to actually making the leap, there was a consistent one thing that got me to that leap. And so if you review the history of your life, you're going to come to your one thing that gets you everything. And for me, the one thing that gets me everything and also undoes everything, there's a flip side to it when you're not doing it. The one thing that gets me everything is consistency. And it is my, it, it is my biggest, uh, it is my biggest game changer and in both ways, in negative and positive ways. When I am super consistent, my results are crazy, astronomically, amazingly wonderful. When I am super inconsistent, the exact opposite happens. And so in looking at the crossroad points of my life, I realized that the, the one thing that gets me everything, right? And, and, and I'm, I'm juncturing, I'm going to connect this to business because I was asking myself the question, what do I need to do in my business? What do I need to change? What do I need to alter? And it was not, I need a new Facebook ad strategy. It was not, I need to take another course. It was not, I need to get a new coat. None of that. It's not that. Those are the external stuff, but you cannot, you cannot do the right external stuff until you get this piece right. So I realized the one thing that gets me everything is consistency and not I mean, listen, not consist. Everybody gets what consistency is. It is. Do you show up every day? Do you do the work every day? Do you do it consistently, persistently over time? Do you do high quality work? Do you deliver? Do you do? Here's consistency at the end of the day. Do you do what you say you're going to do? There it is. Do you do what you say you're going to do? Period. That's consistency. Do you do what you say you're going to do? But it wasn't just when I looked at the crossroad points in my life. It wasn't just that consistency is the one thing that gets me everything. It's five arenas of consistency that I noticed, whether it was graduating early from high school and going straight to college or still graduating from college on time, even though I was pregnant, newly married at 18 and a half with the, you know, how did, how was I able to make those leaps even as life was happening and things were going right or wrong or in between? And the reality is, was that at each of those juncture points, when I became a personal trainer, I dropped 70 pounds. I was in great shape. All of those juncture points had some commonalities. There were five arenas of consistency that existed for me. And again, the disclaimer is my one thing that gets me everything may not be your one thing. For for another person, it might be faith and there might be certain arenas of faith. And that is literally like consistency comes along with faith, but yours might be faith rather than consistency first. But I want to share with you my five arenas of consistency because you may relate to this and say, oh... I've been looking at how to improve my business situation the wrong way. Instead of focusing on all the external stuff that I'm doing, I need to go internal first. I need to figure out the one thing that gets me everything. And I need to really hone in and get great at that 
and the rest is going to come along the way. And so for me, in my entire life, whenever there have been major leaping points, the one thing that has gotten me everything are these five arenas of consistency. And let me give you the five arenas that have worked for me. Number one, consistency of vision. Number two, consistency of purpose. Number three, consistency of belief. Number four, consistency of action. And number five, consistency of completion. Now they are all very necessary. And I'm going to dive into each one a little bit on today's episode and really speak to how they have worked in my life. The first thing I've always had to have when I would make a leap from one level of my life to the next is a consistency of vision. When I got waitlisted at a private boarding school my sophomore year of high school and my mother was very clear that the only way I was getting out of her house is if I was going to go to college, my consistency of vision was the first thing to set in. I knew I wanted to leave my mother's house. I knew I wanted to go to college. I knew I could double up on honors and AP courses. I knew there was a way to make it happen. You couldn't tell me any differently. My vision was crystal clear. And so I found that in my life, whenever I hit a crossroad point, so long as my vision is not clear, so long as my vision is murky, so long as I'm kind of on the fence about things or I don't really know, or I... If I cannot hold the vision consistently, persistently, day after day after day, and if I'm wiffle waffling on whether I can actually see the vision, feel the vision, uh, imagine the vision, do the vision, that's where I typically have a problem. And so the first arena of consistency for me that's very important is I've got to be able to close my eyes and see myself doing, being, having that so clearly and not just at a certain moment, not just after meditation, not just after I've done four hours worth of work towards that goal. I've got to have a consistency of vision that goes 24 seven. That's the first arena of consistency that I have to have to make that leap. The second arena of consistency that I know just looking at different junctures in my life when I've made a leap that I have to have is a consistency of purpose. So, you know, I, I oftentimes ask myself the question, what was the game changer? Because I had my first baby when I was 19. So I assumed that fertility would never be an issue because I wasn't planning to be pregnant at 18 and I was right. But then I get to 20 and I can't get pregnant to save my life. I get to 21. I can't get pregnant to save my life. I get to 22. I can't, you know, and so then I went on this whole secondary infertility journey and I had a vision you know, since I was eight years old, I had a vision that I would have eight children. That was always my vision. I'm 40. I've given birth to three. I've been pregnant four times. So we'll see how all of that works out by the time I'm 80. But needless to say, I, I have always had a consistency of vision that I wanted a large family. I wanted a number of children, um, more than three. And at the time only had one. So I'm in my early twenties and I've only got one and it's looking like there may, may never be another one at that point. The second thing besides the vision of that large family that I'd had since I was eight years old, literally since I was eight, I had this vision of having eight children. In addition to the consistency of vision, I had to have a consistency of purpose. I had to have a direction that I was moving in. And here's the tripped up part about consistency of purpose. Sometimes we take on the wrong purpose 
And it's the reason it's the wrong purpose is because it will not actually take us to the outcome that we want. I'll give you a primary example of that in my own life. So the first couple of years that I was dealing with secondary infertility, my consistency of vision, I could see uh, another baby, more babies. I could, I could see it. I could feel it, it was palpable. Uh, but my consistency of purpose was I just I wanted to have another baby. That was the purpose, like have another baby. So everything I did um, in that direction was about having another baby. Now, the tiring part of that is the longer that you go without that result coming, the more discouraged you get, um, the more depressed you get, the more heartbroken. It just becomes harder to believe when you're a person who is an overachiever and you're doing everything you know how to do and you're timing things and taking ovulation predictor kits and doing this, you know, you're running through all the motions and nothing's working, right? So there's a moment where you go, this purpose isn't fueling me. It isn't feeding me. And in fact, holding on to this purpose of I got to have another baby is killing me on the inside. And so when I got to this juncture, where I realized that literally this whole thing of being so focused on this idea of having another baby was killing me on the inside. I had to change my purpose. And so in that moment, I shifted my purpose. I got to a place where I said, if one child is all I ever have, I thank God for that and that's enough. And then I said, but what is my purpose? Because everybody's got to have a purpose that they're going for. You've got to have somewhere that you're directing your life. And so I decided in that moment, I said, I don't like how my body looks. I don't like how my body feels. Kind of like the moment that I'm in right now, to be perfectly straightforward with you. Um, I was in that moment then. And I said, I don't want to live this way anymore. I don't want my body to look this way. I want to be fit. I want to be like Monica Brandt, you know, bodybuilding, IFBB, bikini pro, that, that kind of thing. I think she's figure, uh, not bikini, but I had a, a, a new vision, right? I still wanted the eight children. That vision was not going away. It wasn't going anywhere, but I had a new vision of what I wanted my body to be able to do. If it could not produce a child, another child, then in my mind, I said, I need to shift the purpose. And the purpose right now is I want my body to look a certain way. I want to feel a certain way in my body. So what did I do? I, sh I shifted careers for a while. I went away from being a professor. I became a fitness trainer. I got certified as a personal trainer. I worked out two hours a day, six days a week. I tracked my macros. I still had my cup of coffee with my creamer and stuff in it every single day. Uh, I switched out to Splenda. I mean, there's some nitty gritties to all of it. But at the end of the day, my purpose was now I want my body to look a certain way. And I did the work consistently because my purpose was no longer, I, I want to have another baby. My purpose was, I want my body to be what I want it to be. I can control this. I can sculpt this. I can change this. I can make it what I want. And so my consistency of purpose was the right one for that season of my life because, and how you'll know your, your purpose is the right one is things work together. Things get produced when you're on the right purpose. When you're on the wrong purpose, you almost feel like you are knocking your head against the wall and nothing is changing no matter how much work you're giving to it. And so the second arena of consistency that I had to have was consistency of purpose. So the moment I decided to shift my body, uh, and not that every eating day was perfect. It wasn't. I had plenty of days where there were cheat meals or cheat days or what have you. I think I used to do cheat days back then. But I worked out. I mean, when I tell you it was six days a week, two to two and a half hours uh, of working out, those six days a week it was. And it was serious business. And I taught spin class and hip hop aerobics class. And I personal trained other people and, and my clients got to see my whole body go through that shifting. I had before and after pictures, the whole nine yards. So I say all of that to say was that the second arena 
that of consistency that's gotten me everything is, is not only having the vision and holding the vision, but the consistency of purpose. Now, what I didn't understand was that losing that 70 pounds and getting super fit and feeling amazing in my body and feeling great energy wise. I then, once I'd done all of that, got pregnant two months after I'd lost the full weight. Easy. Was it easy peasy lemon squeezy? It was super easy. And no fertility drugs, nothing. So I say all of that to say that sometimes we choose a purpose that we think is this, is the shortest distance to the goal that we want. Sometimes it's actually a different purpose that does not seem like it is directly related to the thing that you want that actually takes you to the goal faster. So consistency of purpose. The third arena of consistency that gets me everything is consistency of belief. So I had to have this vision of what I wanted. I had to have a purpose that I was working towards, but then I had to have the belief that I could fulfill the purpose. If you don't have the belief, your actions will be weak and they will be without life. So the third arena of consistency that I had to have was consistency of belief. I had to believe that I could do it. It's one thing that I struggle with right now. So right now at this point, I am again at a crossroads where I'm like, I want to take my body all the way there. Even when I, before I had my baby number two and I'd lost like 70 pounds, I'd taken my body sort of 75% of the way there. I was super fit, but I wasn't IFBB bikini pro like all the way there. Now at 40, I'm saying I want to go all the way there. I don't want to go 75% of the journey. The issue that I'm dealing with at this moment with that is the consistency of belief because my body is so far from where it even was before I had baby number two that there is a leap that I have to make in my self-belief about this so that I can connect the vision to the purpose. I can connect action to the vision and the purpose of it. So what I'm saying is the third arena of consistency that I had to have to get anything and everything that I've ever achieved or gotten or, or attracted or whatever you want to call it has been consistency of belief. I've had to believe that I could do that. Now I'll give you a prime example. How am I, how do you, how do you work on believing something that you don't believe? That's a very good question. Uh, as the inner badass business coach, this is what I work with clients on all the time, their level of self-belief about their business, because it's something that I work on myself in a variety of life areas all the time. So how am I doing this, this consistency of belief, right? Because now I'm saying I'm 40. I, I still have the vision of those eight children, uh, have been pregnant four times, given birth to three. So there's a long way to go uh, in this next decade. And both of my grandmothers, I think, had their final babies and they're, uh, I think, at 50. So I don't want to be pregnant at 50, by the way. That is not even, that's not even a thought in my, in my vision board. Uh, 45, 46 is the extent to, to which I'm willing to go on that one. But anyway, <laughs> um, how am I, how am I getting my belief where it needs to be, right? Because right now, if I look at my vision, I have a certain vision for my business. I have a certain purpose in mind for my business. Um, and part of what I also have learned over time is when one purpose isn't working the way that you want it to go, or if it's feeling like you're pushing a boulder pill, get another purpose. One of the purposes that I have is to get my body back to a state of absolute, I mean, fitter than I've ever been, even in my 20s fitter than that. But the issue is not the consistency of the vision. I can see my body the way that I want it to look. I can, I can articulate the purpose. IFBB Bikini Pro. I 
purpose and vision are there. The belief is the issue. So you might be saying, okay, well, that's, that's my issue too. How do I, how do I change my belief? If I've never been where I say my purpose is leading me and I don't at this moment believe I can do it, let me tell you how I'm doing that fitness wise. Um, I'm, Previously, and this is, this is the beautiful thing about looking at your history. Your crossroads will, will, will reveal to you the secret sauce, the one thing that gets you everything, but your crossroad decisions will also reveal to you from your past where you've made mistakes. I think where I made a mistake along the way when I got super fit in my twenties was that, um, I followed a very structured I won't say super structured because doing bodybuilding is way more structured than that. I followed a pretty structured plan that allowed for no deviation. And I also lived in a state of deprivation where um, for me to take a day off from the gym or for me to not follow my nutrition um, specifically, I felt like I'd failed. That is the game changer of belief for me right now. For me right now, what I'm focusing on is simplicity of nutrition, uh, consistency of workouts every single day, allowing for no absolutes. So right now, my nutrition. Now, that will change. When I actually start really doing IFBB bikini prep, which I'm not planning to do till after I have these babies. So I'm not actually going to be full fledged in the IFBB bikini journey, probably till my late forties. But right now what I'm focusing on is eating in a way that helps me build muscle, drop body fat, uh, stay within a certain calorie range. And I'm staying on a higher end calorie range because that's more of my norm. As I transition the belief to where I really want my body to be. What am I saying? Essentially, you don't changing your belief is not a zero 100 move. A lot of people describe it that way. A lot of people say, well, you just choose to believe this new thing and then you just do. And then you just live that way. No, if it's going to last, you've got to make little leaps, little steps in the right direction. So for example, right now I say to myself, there are two things that I shoot for in my nutrition every single day. Uh, 2,500 calories or less, 40% protein. I'm not saying no sugar. I'm not saying no gluten. I'm not saying no, I'm not saying any of that crap. I'm saying 2,500 calories or less, 40% protein, because I know the 40% protein will build the muscle. Now the 2,500 calories is not going to help the body fat, which is why I need to do more cardio for right now. In addition to weightlifting and HIIT training to get the body fat down. But I've got so much excess body fat that I'm going to lose regardless, if that makes sense. If, you, if you're a trainer, you know what I'm saying. When you have a lot of body fat to lose, the beginning is the easy part. The, be, the body fat will just go on its own and you don't have to do all that much. It's when you hit plateaus that you got to start to really throw, uh, you got to start doing different stuff. So I, I digress. What I'm saying is I am not in a space right now mentally where I can sit in the total and complete belief that... I can eat and operate the way that an IFBB Bikini Pro eats and operates. That is a massive leap. And so often, whether it's in business, people want to go from the belief of they're earning $100 a month to a million dollars a month. They want to do that overnight. That's not the way that the consistency of belief happens. It happens slowly. What is the next belief you can buy into? Like I can totally buy into the belief of 2,500 calories or less and 40% protein. Totally. Gives me freedom, gives me latitude. 
I know I need to do more cardio than I would if I was eating 1800 calories. I'm totally good with dropping that other 700 calories through cardio. Totally good with that. I can believe that. I can buy into that. And so I'm going to sit here for six to eight weeks at those nutritional requirements while I build my belief that I can deliver on that. And then when I deliver on that for six to eight weeks, then I'll look at, do I want to lower that to 2200 and then eventually get to 2000? Never really below 2000 in the beginning because you want to be able to manipulate your calories lower when you get really towards prep. But anyway, I digress. So I'm saying don't make big belief shifts because they don't work. You've got to say what, as I move into becoming the person that I want to be, as I move into becoming the entrepreneur that I want to be, what is a little belief shift that I can make that I then can follow through with consistently for six to eight weeks? And then I'll up level that belief for another six to eight weeks and up, up level it for another six to eight. And gradually that is one thing that I didn't do in my twenties that I'm doing now, which I think will sustain that fitness goal for a lifetime, not just for a little bit. Okay. So the third arena of consistency for me, the one thing that gets me everything is consistency of belief. The fourth arena, which naturally comes when you've got consistency of vision and consistency of purpose and consistency of belief is consistency of action. So lots of people act before they build the other consistencies. Then your action is fruitless. And then you wonder why you're super busy, but you're not super productive. You're, you're doing lots of things, but it's not producing any good fruit. It's because you've got to have consistency of vision, consistency of purpose, and consistency of belief before you can have consistency of action because your actions will be fruitless if you don't have the first three. So once you've got the first three, I've always found that what gets me everything is, okay, I know I have the vision. I can see it. I can feel it. I can live it right now. I have the purpose. I know the direction that I'm going in. I've got the belief. I know that I'm capable of doing it and I, and I'm taking the steps consistently to do it. And I believe that I can be consistent in taking those steps. And then the action just naturally comes from that. The inspired action. I know what I need to wake up and do. I know what I need to do before I go to sleep. I, I don't second guess it. I don't debate it. I just get it done. That's the consistency of action. And then the fifth arena of consistency, consistency for me is consistency of completion. Okay. Consistency of completion is do what you say you're going to do. Do what you say you're going to do. So for example, I this is a year for me where I'm like, I need to complete some stuff because I got things hanging out that are just sitting every... So consistency of completion looks like this. It's take things all the way through to completion. You know, I have over 15 eBooks that I've written at this point, overcomingfearbooks.com. I have wanted for the last two years to have all of them as an audible version, which requires me to record the audios because I don't like to listen to audible books that are not narrated by the actual writer. I'm super picky about that. So all of my books need to be narrated by me. But finding the time to narrate them, finding the time to do it, I have not made that a priority. So the fifth arena, when I look back at anything that I've done, any major leap that I've made in my life, whether it was going to college at 16 or uh, getting my MBA at 22 or being a professor at 22, there was not only the consistency of vision, of purpose, of belief, and of action. There was a consistency of completion. I did what I said I was going to do. I finished what I started. Not always on time. Not I, I, And I mean, look, earlier it was easier, right? It's pretty straightforward. I finished high school early. I finished college right on time, even with having a baby and getting married. I finished my MBA right on time in two years as a professor at 22. Those things are easier. Building a business is a whole other landscape of things. 
So I'm speaking to those overachievers out there who are like, how come I was able to, you know, go to Harvard or do this or do that or become a lawyer, or become a doctor? And why was that so e-? <sighs> No offense to the doctors and the lawyers and the college graduates out there, but that's easy shit compared to building a massively successful business. You just, it's, you fill in the blanks, you follow the dotted lines, you do, you follow the program, you you put in the time, you're guaranteed the degree. If you put in the time, you study, you pass the exams, there's no guesswork. There's no, there's really not a whole lot of risk to certain journeys that we do in life. Business is totally different. The rules that apply to success in business involves so much more risk than getting a degree or degrees or becoming a lawyer or a doctor or what have you. There's, it's so different that your consistency of completion, it's not only that you've got to finish what you start. It's that you've got to be the hardest working person in the room. It's that you've got to be expanding and evolving and growing. You've got to be consistent with your content delivery. You have to um, be putting out massive content. You don't let up. You know, you respond to people. You connect with people. There, As an entrepreneur, there are so many things that you have to do on a daily basis. It is overwhelming. And yet I'm not saying get overwhelmed. Part of what I've been able to do with my consistency of completion is, um, and, and there have been years where I've wanted to change this about myself, but I am very much a sprint, a sprinter who plays the long game. And when I say I'm a sprinter who plays the long game, I work better in bursts. And I've tried to change that for years. I no longer try to change that because I know the value of what I, of, of being a sprinter, but I am a sprinter. I like to dive in, focus whole mind and present action on one thing, get the shit done and off my plate. Otherwise, it just drags on and on, kind of like the audible version of my ebooks. Literally, if I would just take a month and I'd say, okay, um, all month, all I'm going to do is audible books, they'd be done in a month because I'm a sprinter. I'm built to be a sprinter. So what am I saying with all of this? You got to know how you work when it comes to completing things. Some people like to drag things out and that's just their process. Some people like myself for sprinters, you need to operate in the mode that works best for you. But the whole thing is you've got to complete things. And that's part of the reason why when I teach the focus mindset formula, which is a program that I have at CassandraVon.com, one of the things that I teach is how to set up your to-do list, how to set up your daily priority list. Because the way that I set it up is I operate to where I focus on the next three steps and only the next three steps and nothing else is allowed to be thought about or planned or done till the first three steps are done. It's the only way that I use my sprinting to the best of my ability. It's the only way that I keep my focus. And so these have been the things that have gotten me everything in my life. And so when I face a juncture like I'm facing right now, and I'm like, how am I going to leap forward in my business in the next five years? How am I going to get to IFBB Bikini Pro in the next 10 years, right? 10, 15 years. Um, how am I going to have these other babies? I'm 40. How, how's that going to happen? Who the heck knows? That's a God thing. Another episode. Um, the reality that I come to is that the, the one, there is for every person a one thing that gets them everything. And if you look at the crossroad points in your life and you pay attention to the history and the patterns, you will p- figure out what your one thing is. It may not be the same as my one thing, but my one thing that gets me everything is 
my five arenas of consistency, consistency of vision, consistency of purpose, consistency of belief, consistency of action, consistency of completion. Now, what am I going to ask you to do at the end of this episode? Number one, I'm going to ask you to share this with three people who you know need to hear this, who are racking their brains, beating their head against the wall because their lives feel stuck. Their businesses feel stuck. They don't know what to do next. Yes, they do know what to do next. Number one, let's debunk the myth. They know what to do. Number two, every answer you need is right within you. And number three, you've got to activate your inner badass. And one of the best ways to activate your inner badass is to get to the one thing that gets you everything and to figure out what that is and to bring that back to the forefront of your current life experience. So share this with three people who you know need it. Second thing I want you to do and and equally important, powerful, I want you to write out a physical timeline of your life from birth till now. And I want you to literally make it a visual timeline. Get Crayola, you know, pencils, markers, whatever floats your boat. And I want you to put on a big piece of paper and I want you to allocate those exact crossroad uh, points in your life. And I want you to look at them. And I want you to spend a couple hours asking yourself the question, what was the one thing that got me to make that leap? Then go to the next crossroad point in your life. What was the one thing that, and look for the patterns, look for the, there is a secret sauce to what gets you to go from one level of your life to the next. And you know what that is, even if you've forgotten it at this moment, do the timeline of your entire life, go to those crossroad points, look for the patterns and get to your one thing. For me, it has been the five arenas of consistency. For you, it might be faith. Um, it might be, I don't know, it might be joy. It might be many things, but get to your one thing that gets you everything. And then third call to action. I know I've got a lot that I want you to do. Third call to action infuse from this moment forward your everyday life with that one thing. That has to be the thing that you wake up and go, okay, how am I going to infuse my life with this today? Like I'm saying to myself today, how am I going to infuse my life with my consistency of vision, my consistency of purpose, my consistency of belief, my consistency of action? I've already done my two hour workout, so I'm good, right? Like my, my uh, fitness purpose my belief is solid because I woke up and did what I needed to do, right? I had my my chicken breast and my almonds and my uh, sunny side up eggs with a piece of toast and coffee. I had my protein rich breakfast. Uh, so what is your one thing? How can you infuse the one thing in your life every single day? And how are you going to track that you are infusing this one thing in your life every single day. I, I love consistency trackers because at a glance, they show me if I'm on my business or off my business in terms of consistency. And as boring as it sounds to some of us, consistency trackers are everything. You will know exactly by a glance because I do red for I didn't do the thing I said I would do that day. And I do blue for yes, I did do it. You will see at a glance how consistent you are and how consistent you are in your one thing will tell you whether you're making the leap or not every single day. That's what I want you to do. Share it with three people, draw out your own life timeline and figure out what is the one thing that gets you everything at those crossroad points. And then I want you to develop some sort of consistency tracker. There it is. Gave you homework in this episode and everything. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to She Runs the Show. As always, please share this with people you know would love it. And subscribe on iTunes, tinyurl.com forward slash She Runs the Show podcast. I will see you on the next episode of She Runs the Show. 